Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. This book is not good for you. Secret series by... No, I'm not going to say uh, Pseudonymous Bosch, book three, chapter 27, page 265. After Miss Mavius led Itamar out of the way, our friends stood up and took better stock at their surroundings. About a dozen yards beyond the short tr- trough, there was a large barn-shaped warehouse sited in a corrugated metal. As they watched, one of the gray-cloaked children picked up two of the specially marked golden pails and, teetering, carried them to the warehouse, leaving the door ajar. Do you remember what ajar means? Hmm. Slightly open. Suddenly, or silently, Cass noticed that she... Cass motioned that they should follow. She counted two... She counted to three with her fingers, and then they all walked as quickly and as quietly as they could towards the warehouse. It seemed like an awful long distance to be out in the open, but as far as they could tell, nobody saw them. Upon entering, they passed through an entryway that looked like it served as a dressing room for the children. Hundreds of gray uniforms were stacked on the shelves, and almost as many gold pails were stacked on the floor. Once inside the warehouse proper, they found themselves gazing at dozens and dozens of stainless steel storage bins. The bins were so tall that each was equipped with the ladder to facilitate the ladder to to facilitate access. You there, pick up those pails and below and pick up those pails back up and follow me to the test kitchen. That's me. Oh yeah. Well, the kids froze. Because, honestly, they probably think that they're kids working. The voice was Senior Hugo's, who was not speaking to... Who was... He, he was speaking to them. No. A quick glance revealed that he was down on the other side of the warehouse, speaking to one of the miserable children that they'd seen earlier. But he was also walking right in their direction. In a moment, he would see them. There was no time to exit the building. Each of you, go jump in one of the bins, Cass whispered, remembering how the... Co- Cockaboy had hidden in them from the soldiers in the vat of cacao beans. Max Ernest started to open his mouth in protest, but then thought better of it. It was obviously no time to question the plan. Without another word, Cass pulled herself up the nearest bend and disappeared over the edge. Silently, Yo-Yoji and Max Ernest climbed up the two bends on either side of hers and followed suit. Max Ernest looked into the well of beans and worried briefly whether the fact that he couldn't swim would be a problem, but then he just closed his eyes and plugged his nose, then jumped. He didn't immediately sink under the cacao beans, and he had to squirm around and scoop them up with his hands to cover himself. In a moment, he had buried, he had burrowed down to the point where he was almost completely surrounded by cacao beans, except the tip of his nose, the strange it was a strange sensation but not entirely unpleasant so far so good he thought being buried alive wasn't really so bad if only he could keep his claustrophobia from kicking in max ernest was just 
congratulating himself on his success and avoiding panic when he remembered his chocolate allergy. Was it to cacao beans themselves that he was allergic to? And if so, would the beans have get have to get into his mouth to affect him? Or would the allergens seep through the pores of his skin? It was hard enough to breathe under all the beans. How would he survive if his throat started to constrict? Being captured by the midnight sun would almost be perfect. Terrified, he he waited for the tell tall signs of an allergy attack. There was no way to know when it would be safe to climb out. Assuming Senior Hugo was gone, somebody else would equally scary might be out there. Then again, if they waited too long, Hugo was likely to come back. Cass remembered that the cacao boy, oops, that the the caca boy had to come face to face with the monk when he emerged from hiding in the cocoa be- cacao beans. Who who would she see if she stuck her head out? Cautiously, she shook her head from side to side and feeling the beans fall off like oversized grains of sand. Then she wiggled herself herself up enough to look around just as she feared there was somebody leaning on the edge of the bend staring down at her. Ah, she shrieked, thankfully not very loudly. Yoyoji smiled. Scared much? No, Cass said annoyed. You surprised me, that's all. Next, each taking an arm, they pulled their silent they pulled a silent and staring Max Ernest out of the neighboring bend. You okay? asked Cass to Max Ernest when they were all back on the ground. Still closed mouth, Max Ernest frantically sh- took a cacao, shook a cacao bean out of his hair and it fell on his and fell around his face to make sure there weren't any strays. Oh, felt around his face. You can't talk, said Yoyoji. There's nobody. You can talk, said Yoyoji. There's nobody here. Thanks. I'm fine. Max Ernest said finally, and I just didn't want any beans to accidentally fall in my mouth. Soon they had all safely exited the warehouse through the back door. In front of them, the sign pointed pointed to some place called the pavilion. They weren't sure what the pavilion was, but they also weren't sure where Cass's mother was. They agreed it was a reasonable place to start searching. Rather than risking being exposed to the pathway, they closed they chose the more difficult route of walking alongside it through the thick rainforest. After what would have been a block and a half, they were walking in the street rather than through mud and dense vegetation. Vegetation, They halted. Peeking through the palms, they saw a round building large enough to hold an airplane or even three-ring circus. It had a, a thatched roof held on by thick pillars and a bundled bamboo. The building was surrounded by all sides, wide and covered with Porsche, Porsche decorated, a covered porch decorated with wicker furniture. Over the fans, silk curtains fluttered in the breeze. The whole place had looked, had the look of a luxurious tropical retreat. The most notable thing about the pavilion was that the entire structure was raised off of the ground like an enormous tree house. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's got to be where they are, said Cass. This must be the Midnight Sun's new headquarters. It's a pretty good hideout, said Max Ernest. I'll bet that roof makes it hard to see from above. Yoyoji nodded again in agreement. Uh-huh. 
Why do you think it? Why do you think it's on stilts like that? Probably so they keep the lions out or us," said Cass. "The question is, how do we get in? Well, we could just walk," said Yo Yoji towards the front door, with which were wide open. A steep, a steep wooden stairway led up straight up to them. Two sculptures carved from the tree trunks, one of the bird and one of a snake, stood sentry on either side of the doors. Otherwise, it looked as though nothing would keep them from eating. The problem was, at least a hundred feet separated them from the pavilion. The building might be camouflaged, but for them, it would be no cover. Don't you think that we should wait until dark? asked Max Ernest. Cash shook her head. I don't want to wait after my mom. I don't want my mom to have to wait that long. Plus, we're out of food. So do you really think your mother's in there? Not necessarily, but we have to look. As they spoke, a plume of white, uh, a plume of smoke erupted from the pavilion. Suddenly, the air was filled with familiar, bittersweet scent. Chocolate, said Yoyoji. Now we're definitely going to have to go in. Max Ernest held his nose. I hope I'm not allergic to the air. Wait, I have an idea. Without telling them anything more, Cass started to retract their, retrace their steps. An hour later... Three young people wearing gray tunics and holding golden pails in their hands returned to the same spot. Anybody seeing them would have thought that they were more children slaves. Eager young initiatives at, oh, initiati- initiates, as Miss Mavius had called them. Okay, keep your heads down and look unhappy. On Cass's signal, they stepped onto the lawn surrounded by the pavilion. There was nobody around as they made their way to the bottom of the stairs where they where they were stopped. Can I help you? A tall, broad-shouldered woman hurried towards them from the side. Hurried towards them from the side of the building. She wore a tunic similar to the children's, but hers was bright white. And as her heroes noticed immediately, she wore white gloves on her hands. Mm-hmm. Spooky. They all tensed. It had been a while since they'd seen a full-faced, fledged member of the Midnight Sun. Where do you think you're going? No initiates are allowed in the pavilion. You must know that. Cass's heart skipped a beat. It was Daisy, the woman who she'd served her prison guard at the Midnight Sun. So more than a year ago, if Daisy recognized them, they were doomed. Senior Hugo wants the stuff in the in the test kitchen, said Cass. Careful to keep her face shadowed by her hood. You sure he said to the test kitchen? Said Daisy, as if that were rather unusual. Yeah, he said to get it to him fast as possible. Ah, in this case, the kitchen's in the back. Right, thanks, said Cass. Before Daisy could get another look at them, Cass and her friends were quickly mounted to the stairs. Gold pails swinging as they passed, passed between a snake, bird sculpture, and what I think those Aztecs... I think those are Aztecs, Max Ernest whispered. They entered the pavilion. Why am I tired when I read it? Are you tired? Mm-mm. You're not? Mm-mm. Oh my god, I am. I'm going to take a nap. Because this is like... The next one's like a longer chapter. Okay, I'm resting my eyes. No, no, no. Yep. We're taking a day nap. Day nap. Bye.